Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. And welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here with the one, the only, the survivor of Brewfest, Larry Levine. How's it going, Larry? One day after the big fundraising party. Oh, I'm telling you, I'm wiped. I am so wiped out. But you know what? I, I always say the best feeling there is sometimes is when you can just give and you know how much I like giving and, and, you know, I'm president of my Kiwanis group and being, being able to chair our largest fundraiser, it takes a lot of work and it takes a, you know, an army to build a village, but we pulled off a really great brew fest yesterday. Well, congratulations. And, you know, we are uh, huge fans of community involvement at, as true sales professionals, giving back to the community and uh, being involved in that. And I love, I mean, Larry, I, I have never, if, if you have been on a phone call with Larry in the last seven days, you heard his phone ring every 30 seconds uh, with someone from a restaurant or something asking about that. But man, I'll tell you what, I, I appreciate the way you give back to the community. And uh, I was just at a golf tournament planning thing. But you know what? Those things are where you build relationships you give back and you, you get to remember why you do what you do. And that's what a selling from the heart professional is all about. Yeah. It's, it's it, one, boy, I'm telling you, it, it, it really helps us when we start taking care of our clients the same way that we start giving back to the community. It's amazing what starts to happen. And, and it's, it's hard to describe unless you experience it. And when you get it, when you get bitten by the community service bug and you see the impact that it has to yourself, then yeah. you, you start to really get how this just can help you catapult your career. Well, that's fantastic. And by the way, if you're new to the Selling from the Heart podcast, welcome. You've joined a global community of sales professionals that are dedicated to being genuine being authentic, doing the hard work. We call it selling from the heart. There are so many exciting things happening right now. We're literally within the 30-day window of launching uh, Larry's book, Selling from the Heart. I keep, every time I see the book and, and read a different part of it, I just get so fired up, Larry. I cannot wait for uh, all of our friends to get their hands on this book. And uh, thank you to everybody who's been cheering us on along the way. So, uh, Hey, I just got to say kudos, Larry, that's a lot of work. And, uh, I think uh, the world's about to benefit from, the from the work you put in. So I appreciate it, man. No, no, thanks dude. I, I tell you what though, I, I'll tell you, if you ever want to find out something about yourself, go write a book, uh, let me, but let me preface it. Don't get trapped in a car with Daryl because he'll, he'll really talk you into how to write a book. But, but on a serious note, I, I can't wait for the book to come out because you know how much I've poured into this book. Yeah. It, it, it's, bringing, it's bringing everything that I ever thought about as a sales professional out there to help people get to the next level. So, you know, I always say it's going to pack a heartfelt punch. Look out for it. It's coming your way pretty soon. Well, excellent. I can't wait. It's going to be very exciting. We've got a lot of things that will roll out here in the, in the, in the coming weeks. Uh, but today, we want to talk about a subject that's near and dear to my heart, and that is breakfast. 
breakfast is the most important meal of the day. If you hang out with me, you know, I say that uh, successful people eat content for breakfast. Uh, but I'm going to do a different twist on breakfast, right? Here it is. You've probably heard this line before, but feedback is the breakfast of champions. It's not Wheaties. It's not bacon and eggs. It's not biscuits and gravy. Feedback is the breakfast of champions. And feedback is definitely the breakfast of sales champions. And today we want to talk about, uh, you know, I mean, I know when you listen to this Selling from the Heart podcast, Sometimes you pucker up a little bit and go, oh my gosh, are these guys really asking me to do this? But today we want to make the case that some of the best things you can do is go to your clients, the the ones that are friendly and the ones that are not so friendly and ask for feedback. Uh, Larry, what do you think about this whole topic? Uh, We may get some hate mail on this one, but uh, feedback is the breakfast of sales champions. No, I, I would agree. And just to preface it, is it feedback with sugar or is it feedback with no sugar? Well, you know, it's, it's, so, it's so true. We're going to talk about different types of feedback. And we got inspired by uh, our good friend Deb Calvert's book, Stop Selling, Start Leading, uh, on this. And she talked about feedback is what it really inspired our conversations around this this week. But, you know, <laughs> we're getting ready. Uh, we're rolling out a program in one of the companies I work with. And, and the... Um, the program is in pilot phase, right? So we're selecting, kind of hand selecting the the clients we're going to work with. And, um, you know, as we're doing that, um, one of the, you know, a couple names came up. I'm not going to say who they are, but these, you know, we all have some clients that are a little more challenging than others and kind of hold our feet to the fire. And so when, uh, when this came up as a, a, a possibility for the, the, the uh, pilot program, I thought, no way, <laughs> not, not this one. Let's pick one that's going to, you know, give us some feedback with sugar and, and whipped cream and, uh, you know, a little smiley faces on top. But then I thought, you know, that's no, we need, we need people that are going to give us honest, candid, sometimes uncomfortable feedback because, Let's face it, that's what's going to make us better, right? No, and I agree. And um, I mean, I always say in order to get that great feedback, one must become vulnerable. And I think that, and I think that's the thing that we really got to start playing with here is if we want to get that great feedback from our clients, then we got to take that cross section, right? It's got to be those go-to clients, right? Those clients that are always providing those glowing references and those fantastic recommendations. Yeah. Those, that's the feel good feedback, right? Yes. But then, but then, and, and we all need it, right? And, and, and that's healthy. But I think the other thing that we need to take a look at is then go to, then go to back to clients that may have had some challenging times with us. Yeah. It's all going to happen and ask for feedback from them. Right. But, but it's until we ask for feedback, it, we're not going to know how to really improve or take our game to the next level. Because I think a lot of times what I see happens is we get caught up and we think we know what's going on. Right. But sometimes we might just be too afraid to ask for that feedback for fear of we don't know what's going to be said. Well, you know, it, it's the feedback thing is is challenging and I, it's it's not easy I think that they're probably, you know, I don't, I don't advocate everyone going out to your, your worst, most challenging clients and asking um, them exclusively for feedback. Quite frankly, they're probably giving you plenty of feedback. 
I think the ones to go out to are, are the ones, but so there's, let's say there's three buckets of clients. There's the ones that love you, you love them. They're the ones, there's one on the other end of the spectrum that there's not a lot of love. It's a more challenging relationship. Um, but what about the ones in the middle that you just don't hear from? You know, there's probably, if you looked at the 80-20 rule of, of your client or, you, or client base or put the bell curve on it, you know, there's probably a couple clients that are a real challenge and you get a lot of feedback from uh, the ones that when you see their, their number on your phone, you kind of swallow hard. There's the other ones that, you know, you play golf with, you hang out with, you love. They're good to get feedback from. But what about the ones in the middle that, you know, that middle of the bell curve that, you know, maybe you, you just don't hear from or you find challenges even initiating communication with them? You know, that might be the place to start to go and get some, get some feedback from some of those folks. Um, but probably from all three, right? Yeah, I'd agree. But I, I think, uh, and you're onto something here with, with the ones that are in the middle, mm-hmm. because those are the ones that I think you have the most to lose with, because mm-hmm. those, are the one, those are the ones that, you know, you may not see every now and that, you know, you, you're not seeing them that much. And yeah. you probably say in the back of your mind, oh, everything's fine, right? I haven't heard from them. Yeah. I'm sure everything's okay until something happens. And we all know what that something happens might right. be. Someone yeah. shows them some love, right? Right. Someone, someone showed them some love or someone provide them a better experience. This means somebody communicated to them more often or in a different format or just showed that they cared. Yeah. Well, and, and maybe so, you know, the, the people in the middle of the bell curve, uh, I know the, the people that you're hearing from all the time that are complaining and, and challenging, you're probably spending an inordinate amount of time managing that. The ones that love you, that's great. The ones in the middle are the, are the ones where, where, you know, we may be, if we're honest, we just don't have a, we haven't really established a relationship there. We, we establish a transaction. We ex- established a business relationship, but maybe the, the personal side of the relationship is, is not, has never really been established. And, you know, what does it take to, to have a good relationship? I think, you know, you said it earlier, the vulnerability word. Um, and going in and, and asking those, those, you know, going into the, the clients and asking for feedback, um, you know, what, what could you do differently to, um, you know, provide more information to be useful to their business, to, um, help them make good decisions. What, you know, are there ways that, that they would like to like more consistent, uh, more frequent communications, less communications, um, you know, what are, what are some, some areas, um, you know, that, that I could do to, um, to improve and enhance my, um, service to your company? We add in the other thing that I think about, and I think you, you said it, but the word just didn't come out as curious, right? So we yeah. talked about being vulnerable, but yeah. also just being curious. Right. And, and I mean, you already touched on some of those, you know, with those questions you just rolled out, but I think if we go in with a curious mindset, on how we can do things better or what would they like to see from me. But one of the, one of the, one of the things that I think might also work and and I've thought about this time and time again, and I encourage sales teams that I work with to think about this is what about getting together some of your clients in like a forum, right? Mm -hmm. Take a cross section of your different types of clients, right? It could be a yeah. good one. It could be one you've lost some love with, but bring four or five of them together for lunch in your office or lunch offsite. Mm-hmm. 
and ask for feedback from different types of people and watch the conversations that could start to happen. You're almost fil- facilitating, yeah, you know, like-minded people just to s- get together and, and who knows what it can open up. I mean, it could be networking opportunities for them. Well, actually, that's well, We need a whole uh, like blog article on how and why to do something like that, Larry. I think that that's a very interesting idea to actually bring your clients together, especially the ones you know, that are in a complementary non-competing businesses and, and bring them together for um, networking, lunch, meet and greet, you know, best practices um, and, and those type of things. But in that context, be able to ask, you know, what, what, what are some ways that, uh, you know, that I could provide better service to you? Yeah. This- no, I was just going to, and sorry, because I was just, I was just thinking about this is be, and, and here's where I think it could really work, Daryl, because, mm-hmm. Most of those organizations, regardless of how big or small they are, I'm sure have some kind of sales force. Right. So can you imagine if you started asking them, you know, share with me how your salespeople are gathering feedback from your clients? Oh, my gosh. What methods are they using? Right. Yeah. What are they doing? I'm just curious. Can you help me understand what your salespeople are doing with your clients? Yeah. What learning moments could that be like, Daryl? Oh my goodness. You know, and, and so there's, there's this huge part of me that, you know, as we're talking about all this, I'm thinking inside, this is the dumbest thing we've ever recommended. Like, why would I rock the boat? Right. Don't rock the boat. Everything's good in that 80% bell curve. Well, guess what? Somebody's going to rock the boat. You know, somebody is going to rock the boat and, and it's going to be one of your competitors. Um, and it's going to be something that, that your client reads online, um, or an idea that gets shared or an insight they come across at a trade show or, or something, something's going to rock the boat. So, um, let's, you know, you may go, well, Daryl, why in the world you guys are nuts? Why would I go to my clients who aren't complaining and ask for feedback? Well, guess why what? wouldn't you? Because yeah, because if they're happy, you're going to get good feedback. And if they're not happy, my gosh, wouldn't you rather learn about that before the next sales cycle comes up and you get blindsided, you know, with a, a phone call or email going, hey, we need you to pick your stuff up. We're done. So, wow. I mean, so good. So good. So, um, Deb, I'm just going to quote from the book a little bit, some of the ideas. And once again, if, if you've been around the Selling from the Heart podcast, uh, you've, you're friends with Deb Calvert. You need to follow her on Twitter and um, LinkedIn and check out, start selling, stop selling, start leading. Um, but she says things like ask your buyers what you could do differently to make them feel you're keeping in touch, providing adequate information and helping them feel knowledgeable about what's transpiring. Well, here's what's beautiful about this feedback. Um, when you go in and ask that feedback from one client, what you're going to get is you're actually going to not only um, hopefully deepen the relationship with that client and surface any issues and hopefully resolve them, but you're also going to get clues as to the type of client experience your other clients want. And, well, yeah. and if, if you're going to create value as a sales rep, you've got to create an amazing client experience. We've talked about that. This is where you, you go, well, how do I create an amazing client experience? Well, ask your clients, um, you know, what they would like from you. Um, maybe ask them what they get from some of their other vendors that they love. And, and really get a clue as to, you know, what they're going to value because that's where you want to really drill in. Well, it just shows you care it, more, than, more than anything else because, you know, 
the other thing that I think happens a lot of times is we get caught up in this assume mode, right? Mm-hmm. We assume we assume everything's okay, right? Right, of course. We assume, this, we assume that, and before you know it, I, I mean, <laughs> we we know the three letters that are in assume, and we don't have to. <laughs> right. go but right, because I mean, we all know that old saying. But I think if we just took a step back and just this feedback is just get, it's just so critical. I mean, it's just, and and it's just nothing more than just saying, Hey, I care. Right. Right. It's, it's one it's by doing this, it's just one way that we're going to enhance and build upon our credible relationship. I heard it. If if, if not, if not, everyone's just going down the road of, okay, nothing said, right. Yes. Nothing said. So we're just going to brush everything under the rug. Right. And then everything's fine. And then, and then you wonder why something happens. Right. Right. I don't know what happened. Well, you don't know what happened because you didn't ask for feedback. Feedback's the breakfast of champions. I was listening to uh, Donald Miller's podcast and he had a guy on there. I, I can't wait to read more of this, this uh, guy's stuff and maybe even have him on Selling from the Heart. His name is Joey Coleman. And Joey was talking about the importance of really investing in the customer experience because you know, we think as salespeople, our job is always to go grab net new business. And, and certainly, of course, and by the way, one of the best sources of net new is referrals from happy customers. In order to get referrals at, from happy customers, you have to have a relationship with them. Um, and this is a great way to go out and, and develop that relationship, um, iron out any problems. And then, um, you know, based on that good faith, ask for referrals. But Joey was talking about Joey Coleman was talking about the um, incredible cost of losing a customer and the incredible, how, how, how amazingly smart it is to invest a little bit of time in making sure your current customers have a good experience, almost before you think about anything else. And, and the reason for that is they're the source of, of renewals and ongoing business. Um, you know, if you take care of someone, they can take care of you for literally decades um, but they're also, they're a source of referrals. And, and so going back and asking for feedback. Um, oh, here's another good question. Ask whether there's anything more or different they need from you to feel equipped for doing their part to realize the shared vision. Like yeah. inside an organization of any size, there's multiple buyers and you've got that champion. Um, and, you know, if you think about it, when they, when inside any transaction, um, there's risk. And, uh, you know, one of the biggest risks, especially in a B2B corporate type thing is if someone makes a bad buying decision, it could cost them their job. Right. So, so after the sale, you know, it's almost like asking them in a a discreet and delicate way, what can I do to help you look good? Right. What can I help you do to, to make it look internally like you made a fantastic decision? Um, and, and to be able to share the vision for our, our change initiative, across the buying team and the organization. How can I help you? How can I help support you? Yeah, no, I, I agree because one of the things, and I still do it to this day, right? Everybody that I talk to on the phone that I'm just now building those relationships with, or ones that I'm, you know, continuing to build those relationships. One of the last things before I always get off a call, how can I help you become better? What can I do to help you do better business? That's so strong. And, and, and can you imagine if you just, you just get in that rhythm of just, hey, how can I help you? But you got to mean it, right? And, and it can't just say, you know, I'm just saying it just because Larry and Daryl said it. Mm-hmm. But no, how can I help you? What 
what could I provide you? Is there anything I can do? Is there somebody that I can introduce you to that yes. will help you to, then we can fill in the blanks with whatever that is. Oh, that's good. You know, and there, there's the just real practical questions like, you know, are there adjustments in our timing or behavior that would help you be more effective? Or is there a different way? Um, you know, what could we do to help help your organization, the services or products we deliver to your organization, um, help you achieve your goals better? Um, you know, at feedback, how how well, um, you know, we, we you bought this based on these particular objectives and goals. How well is this decision helping fuel those goals? You know, if it's helping, great. Let's write a case study and shout it from the roof, rooftops. If it's not helping them meet their goals in the way they thought it would, okay, well, let's, you know, let's figure it out. Quite frankly, they might need more, you know, if it's not working, they might need more training. They might need more of your product. They might need more support. Um, all of all things that actually, uh, you know, may have opportunities for additional sales inside that. But, but most importantly, making sure that, that you're living up to your promises and delivering what was expected. Because when you um, ask those questions and you deal with those issues, those are the people that are going to be loyal. And those are the people we can move them from the middle of the bell curve up to the front and have more, you know, I mean, we, we've all heard the term raving fans, right? The types of clients, you know, what if instead of 10% of your client base we're raving fans. What if you set a goal to say, Hey, by the end of next year, I want 20% of my client base. I've got 10 people right now that I consider raving fans. Um, what if the goal was to be able to have 20 people by the end of next year, whatever that is. And what impact would that have on your business to have twice as many advocates, friends, and cheerleaders in your court as clients? Right. And, and here's something as I'm listening to what you're saying and you brought up, you brought up a word, you know, a while back around net new. Yeah. You know, we're all talking about net new, net new, this net new that, right. we got to go out and get more net new business, mm-hmm. but let's just take a step back and I'm going to still use the word net new, Uh huh. but how can I develop more net new relationships and net new raving fans, right? Inside my current account base. Yes. Can you imagine the opportunities for more business, not only with growing your account base, but the more net new relationships you open up within your client base, those are net new possibilities outside of your client base, because Mm -hmm. it all goes back to always tell everyone you're one degree of separation from your best sales opportunity. You just don't know it because salespeople need to develop their networks inside their client base more efficiently. Well, say, this is this is fantastic, man! So many good ideas coming out of these conversations, Larry. It's, it's amazing. Um, you know, I'd like to I'd like to you know sometimes pretend that we we planned all this out and we had you know some great outline and all of this. This this is this is why thinking about this stuff is so good to do. And 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 we hope that this podcast more than anything spurs thinking and discussion and most of all action. So let's get practical. Action. What could we do? I hear, I'm going to propose two things. First of all, I want you to make a list of your, let's, let's just call them raving fans. You know, if it's the bell curve of clients, these are the ones that, that really love you. You've got great, consistent communication. Um, maybe there's a personal dynamic in the relationship. And these are the people that cheer you on, give you referrals, all of that. Let's call those raving fans. Um, 
let's look at the next chunk of clients, which is probably going to be 70, 80% of your clients. Let's say you have 10 raving fans. Well, I'm going to challenge you to set a goal that by, you know, whatever date you're going to create, you're going to double your raving fan base. Um, so if it's 10, let's say by the end of the year, it's 20. So what I want you to do is I want you to look at, and I'm going to challenge all of us to do this. Look at that, you know, large kind of the 80% clients and identify, well, if you want 10 more raving fans, let's say identify 15 or 20 of them and try it out. Go out and start asking them for feedback and take them to lunch, take them to coffee, you know, uh, get a web meeting with them or a phone conversation and, and just say, I wanted to chat with you for a few minutes and get some feedback on your experience. Dude, I, I, oh man, I love it. I love it because this all ties into relationship funnel. And we all know yeah, that if you don't have a healthy relationship funnel, we all know what happens to your sales funnel. So it just be, oh, here we go, Daryl. I think I'm going to ask you to fill in the last F on this one. <laughs> okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I get very nervous when Larry asks me no. to fill in an F word. No, because on the selling from the no, because on the selling from the heart podcast, we're extremely clean. So it's it's feedback. Yes, funnel. Yes. What's the other one? You got to come up with something. I'm throwing you on the spot. Oh my gosh! You got to get feedback to fill your funnel so you can have a future. I don't know. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) It's alliteration sickness, folks. You know, this is so. Feedback is the breakfast of champions. So, I mean, I have never been challenged to do this as a salesperson. I don't know if anyone has ever made this challenge before, but let's make a list. Who are your raving fans? And let's set a goal of doubling that by the end of the year. And uh, go out and identify current clients that you just don't really hear from. And and I'm going to say, don't pick ones that are in the buying cycle right now. Because that's, you know, you're already going to communicate with them anyways. I mean, if you want to, that's great. But I'm saying people that, you know, you're able to call without an agenda, without a sales agenda and get some feedback and just see what happens. And I can't wait uh, for, to hear back from, from everybody about how this goes. In fact, I just want to challenge you to weigh in. Um, you can go onto LinkedIn. You can, uh, in the search box, just type selling from the heart. There's a group. You can join the group. I would love it if uh, if a bunch of you chimed in and said, hey, Larry, Daryl, I did that. Here's what happened. It was fantastic. Or maybe some of you will say I did that. It was the dumbest thing I've ever done. But hopefully uh, the, the fantastic outweighs the, uh, the complete failure. I think this is going to be good. So feedback is the breakfast of champions. Once again, thank you, everybody, for joining us this week. Uh, I'm so excited about uh, all that's going on. Uh, As always, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, do the hard work, solicit feedback, and most of all, sell from the heart. Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.